Hello, uh, my name is Steve Chernosky, and this is Tap Into You, a new podcast on regional issues brought to you by Tap Into Flemington Raritan, your neighborhood news online. Uh, this is being recorded on February 11th, 2021, and 50 years ago this month, a deadly gas main explosion in the vicinity of Church and North Franklin Streets in Lambertville destroyed four homes and killed eight people. Uh, we're, we're here with two people who were there on that day to answer questions such as, what was it like on that day? How did it affect those in the city? How did it change things? I'm joined by John Hencheck, a resident of Lamberville since 1969, and has been a member of the Lamberville Historical Society and Historic Preservation Commission. And Jim Walker, an army veteran and former employee of Texas Eastern Gas Pipeline, who now resides in Ringos. Gentlemen, welcome to the both of you. Thank you. So I guess, let me start about how, you know, wh where were you that day? Uh, I imagine, what was the weather like uh, early February? And I'm imagining cold. Was it snowy? Was it rainy? Um, so we're, we're imagining the location of this all being uh, in the vicinity of where the animal hospital is today. Um, so right, right at uh, North Franklin and uh, Church Streets. So go ahead, Jim. You, you were on the job or were you, were you on the job? I mean, this occurred very oh, early in the morning, right? Yeah. One thing... Uh, the the, uh, the location was uh, York and Franklin Street. That was yep. the second explosion. That's what we were talking about, where the yep. fatalities occurred. Yes. Uh, so it was a block away from Main Street uh, to the uh, east. Uh, I was uh, uh, I just started working for the gas company in September, and uh, so. Uh, so uh, I was at work eight, eight o'clock in the morning and we heard the like, sirens and all, everything. And so uh, the, the mechanic, the guy who worked, that was the mechanic at the station there, Texas Eastern Gas Pipeline Company in Mount Airy. He, uh, he said, uh, let's take a ride down there and see what's going on. Cause we had heard it was something to do with gas. So uh, he said, you drive. And so I drove down there and as we were going down to 179, I was going to turn on a bridge street. He says, don't, uh, don't get that close. Go further down. He says, down by where you live, down Swan Street. So I turned off the highway on Swan Street and parked there. Right. And we walked up. We walked up Main Street. And we got to York Street. And we went out, to this, out the street. And the, the, the Crosby's house had, had already uh, blown down. And it was uh, yes, I see that. And, and it was, the firemen were there. People were running all over the place. You know, it was a, it was a, it was a disaster. So, uh, so we're standing there for a few minutes, and he says, the mechanic says to me, uh, "You see that?" And it was uh, a fire on 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 a puddle in the road because it was bitterly cold that day, and had been cold bitterly for cold. at least a week. Okay. And there's a little flame dancing on a on a mud pud a puddle in the middle of the street, you know. He says, You see that? He says, This isn't over. Let's get out of here. So okay. we left. We walked back to the truck. We got in the truck and on our way up the highway back to work, we heard lots of sirens going. And by the time we got to work, the guy said, Hey, did you see the explosion? We said, Well, it was already over. They said, No, the second explosion. There was two, yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes. And so the second house with the people in it had exploded. So we left, we were there between the first and the second explosion, uh, the, the second one where it took all the fatalities. Yes. So we left, but uh, yeah, that was, uh, 
and uh, it's amazing from what I remember, it's amazing what people, the, the people in their house were killed, but it was amazing that the people outside weren't killed because it was uh, a lot of firemen running around, equipment and things, you know, and, uh, you know, just passers-by and uh, that's, yeah. that was it, it for me and we got out of there. But John? the thing of it is, oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, well, the, the thing of it is, is that uh, there was a somebody on the, the inter internet said something about it was Texas Eastern. The point is that it wasn't Texas Eastern; it was Elizabethtown Gas Company. Yeah. But we supplied gas to a lot of the municipal gas companies. We were we were a trunk line, and they supplied gas to the to the smaller local gas companies. We, Supply Elizabethtown gas right here in Ringo's, and they and they uh, push it back to Lambertville and feed it into houses and things. So that's what the, that was a that's a thing that kind of bugged me, you know, because it's was the Elizabethtown gas was actually the owner that supplied the gas gas to the houses. Right, and so and I do think the regular citizen probably doesn't know what the pipes look like underground. That's a question I do have coming back. I mean, you can see the big ones, but the residential ones, I think, is kind of a mystery to a lot of people. But um, John, go ahead. W what about you? Well, the um, at that time, I uh, I worked for the telephone company in Trenton, okay. and I had left early in the morning. As Jim said, it was bitterly, bitterly cold, and. Uh, when the explosion went off, the fellow employees knew that I worked in Lambertville and uh, wanted to know, you know, if if there's anything the telephone company can do. And I said, I don't think they want any more people up there right now. I didn't know what was going on. But there's some interesting points I, I thought I'd like to bring up. First of all, Elizabethtown Gas had recently purchased that franchise from a previous owner. And they were doing diligence trying to um, dig up the different valves and, and so on that existed under the ground and to make sure that they could, if they were examined and then replace the faulty ones or, or ones that were cold. So they had, they were actually sort of bought into this. They, the second thing is that the, um, my understanding of this is because of that bitter cold the um pipes um and the ground around the pipes under the ground the water pipes uh separated and there was an airspace minimal if you will and the gas from the leak being valve went down the water pipe into the house and the people whose house oh blew God. up didn't even have gas Oh my God! Huh. The the Isn't other gas. Wow. There's an iconic picture wow. of everybody in this town has a nickname. Stay here long enough, you'll get one. And there's a picture of Unky Masterson, who is the uh, was our uh, chief of police, and he's out in front of a house. Jim, I think that was on Church Street. Oh, uh, that's a, the the first the first explosion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, church. And, and that's the non-fatal one. Yeah. Well, uh, I think one of the employees, the gas company was killed. Oh, okay, then. This was it. This was the first one. Can you see that? Uh, I'm going to hold it up a little bit. Up, uh, yep. There, keep going up. Keep going up. 
Oh wow! Oh my God! Wow! Is that that's on Church or that's on? Frank? That's in Church Street. Wow! And that that's my father right there. That's his father. That's what I wanted to bring up. That's his father, and that's Unky Masterson, the chief of police, and that's the um, uh, the explosion blew him out the door. And um, well, that, no, that's uh, that's the mayor. That's uh, Nenai right there. Nenai. Yeah, he, he was he was he the mayor at the, the time. Right? He was the mayor at the time. Yeah, right? he lived across the street. Right. Who's the uh, who was the um, the picture that Joe Hazen took. This is it. This is it. He took this picture. That won Joe a Pulitzer Prize. Well, uh, uh, and that was uh, Puggy Dissolvi's daughter, Sherry, that they they pulled out of the house. She's just running out of the house. And they never knew who the blonde-haired lady in the back was. Nobody, my father knew everybody in Lambertville, but you never knew who that woman was. No. So he got this uh, picture from Joe Hazen. This that, was picture, the, that picture made UPI and API news when there were two news agencies. Yeah. That made national news. Yeah, that's a little smaller ver version of it. And then also, a few years later, I did the Lambertville flea market and I found this. Can you see that? It's a uh, yeah. defense magazine with the picture on the cover. Wow. And it's completely unrelated. There's no, no mention of the, that picture in the magazine. It's just used for the, huh. the cover. Wow. It was an iconic picture. Your your father was very helpful that day, my understanding, Jim. Can you can either of you speak more to that? He was I, so I, I'm just imagining, like I wasn't there. Like, uh, Craig Redding told me briefly. It's just, I'm just imagining, like, was it up to 200 from Lamberville, New Hope, Stockton, um, you know, West Amwell, everywhere, just emergency crews coming in and just cordoning off the the, the place. I mean, oh, that's what totally. I'm picturing. What? What I uh, it's the front page of the beacon. Oh wow, that's it. And there was some other pictures here I had that was that were interesting. Here's the you can see that picture with the with the post from the front porch of one of the houses through the windshield of the car across the street. What is that in the windshield? That's a post, a, a, a front porch post. Oh my god, stuck in a windshield. So John, John, what do you remember about Jim's Jim's father's work that day? Jim, um, Jim's father and his brother Victor uh, operated a liquor store, which was one of the first oh, places yeah. I visited when I moved to Lamerville. And uh, so he apparently went down to Church Street and was able to help uh, Skinner Nanai, the mayor, get people out of that building. And so we didn't have the high amount of fatalities because of the action of these people, I believe. And so I, I read about maybe a, uh, like a, a 12, so the, I'm quoting from the New York Times, you guys have probably read this article plenty. Uh, it's the bodies of seven of the victims who included a 12 year old boy who had come to watch the fire. I mean, I-, I Now I, that's, that's the, uh, that's the uh, second explosion. Second explosion. The second explosion, correct, yeah. yep. The, the, the guys that were working on it in a, digging up the line of one of the houses, the first explosion, I think one of those guys was killed. A couple of them were injured. And that was the only fatalities. That was the only injuries, I guess. It was, uh, there was four houses, the Pauls, the Zavis, the Clary's, and I think there was a fourth one. I, I don't know who the fourth people were. 
but that was on Church Street. But the fatalities, when you're talking about the gas explosion, that you're right away everybody identifies with the, the one on York Street. Right. So that was a few months later. A few hours later, right? No, no, no. Uh, oh, there, there, there's one, yes, yes. Yeah, this was in, uh, uh, was it October? And then and yep. the big one was in February. February. Yeah. So there, there's one a couple months ago. So in, in uh, 1970, right? In the, in the, in the winter slash fall of 1970. Right. And then there's two on February the 3rd, one at 6 a.m. and another one at 8 a.m. Right. Yeah. But they're just, they, they're talked about as the same, same right. thing. It's all the, the second it. one. Got it. Now that put a pall over this community because the people are so afraid of to go back to their homes. I think they had to put people up at the uh, uh, new, I think it was called the New Hope Inn, Jim? Yeah, I get, yeah. Yeah, and they put people yeah. up. They put people up there because they were afraid to go to their homes, and they, I think, had the gas company and the fire uh, department go in and, and check it out, uh, each one of the homes to make sure there wasn't a problem. And I recall yeah. the aftermath of this: the they took the valve that ex, that was supposedly the culprit to this, and they put that in the in the bank at the Rainbowville National Bank. Uh, on um, North Union and Bridge Street in the vault mm. because they wanted to, the BPU wanted the vault, uh, the uh, valve examined. And then they seem to be a rash of suits and countersuits. I think they went after Carmody was the uh, chief of the <laughs> fire company. Yeah. And they that's, that's the valve there. Can you see that? Oops, not high enough, right? Yep, yep, yep. yep. You wow. see, there's a big crack right down the side yeah. of it there, the light section. The thing of it was is, uh, you know, the, a company like uh, Texas Eastern, you know, they're uh, they're controlled by the federal government because it's interstate. But the local companies, uh, they have state regulators, and uh, you know, it's hard to inspect these tiny pipelines. The, the, the city doesn't want you tearing the street up just to look at a pipe, right. you know. So, uh, and uh, so maintenance kind of was hit, hit or miss with a lot of these companies. Also, as, as these lines were put in years ago, the, the uh, weightage of uh, the trucks and things that are using the tr streets had increased. So it's right. a lot more weight on that pipeline in the ground. And they're not, there may be voids in the dirt underneath the ground, underneath the pipe so that the pressure pushes that pipe down in it and can bend it or crack it. And that's pretty much what happens, you know. But what we have to take a look at is that the Lambertville then um, had undergone of uh, the 1970s, um, went through a period of depressions. They had the different factories that were here in town that employed a lot of people. The hairpin factory went out because people, the women had bobbed hair. Obviously, the, the factory that made the wheels for the Napoleon cannons, that went out of business because they changed to a different type of cannon. The, um, there were um, the malls began in the, as that was previous, the malls began to take away from the businesses in this town, which found it very difficult yeah. to compete 
with the mall. When you went to the mall, you could shop for so much at one place and the parking was easy and it was always tough. Parking was always tough in Lambertville. Still and is. So, and so what the economics were, the, the people, the, the city didn't have the money to, to keep up also with the road repairs and they were always patching them as opposed to replacing them, which they might very well do today. And there was not as much state help. The, um, I remember there was a New York Times article and we looked it up October 30th, 1970, in which it had Lambertville and New Hope. And it had fellas sleeping on the front porch of the Lambertville house on a Sunday and the line of traffic from coming in through Lambertville to New Hope. They used to have to put a police officer on bridge and uh, route 29 there just to separate the traffic coming down the hill from the traffic trying to make a left turn to go to New Hope. And in Lambertville, you couldn't even get a drink. The bars are closed. Mm. So we, I believe, were uh, also the subject of the Lambertville explosions uh, in June of 1971, my wife and I were on our honeymoon on our way to Canada at Sturbridge Village in Connecticut. And we told people we were at a restaurant with that we were from Lambertville. And they asked about two things. They asked about the Lambertville Music Circus and they asked about <laughs> the gas explosion. And that seemed to be a pall that hang, hung over in its way to Lambertville itself. And I think it had a, uh, an effect uh, on the way people thought about coming here too. So it, it was a bad, bad, bad time, but also I think the, if it wasn't for, and, I, and, and this was why when I moved here from Trenton, this town impressed me, is you had an inner relationship between the churches and the rescue squad and the fire company and the families. And there was always so much there when a tragedy did hit, everybody pulled together. And um, I, I think that's how this town was able to get through it. Yeah, this is a couple of years after, you know, Lady Bird Johnson's War on Poverty, right? I mean, that took place in the town. One of the speeches, if I'm correct. Um, so, and, and, and I imagine that's, that, that, that cloud that you're, you're discussing. So Jim, is that the sense that you got, like this was another punch in the gut for a town that was already losing a lot of, a lot of business to other places like malls? I don't know. I was, I was a kid, so I, I didn't see that it was all that bad. I was having a good time. But yeah. I'll tell you one thing, when Lady Bird Johnson came to Lambertville, that didn't sit too well with the town fathers. Yeah. You know, they weren't real happy about that. Interesting. She, she did write in her diary that the what she saw up on the commons, the top of the hill here. Conned Hill, right, yes. Conned yes. Hill, yeah. She said that was as bad as anything she saw in Appalachia. And uh, that's in her diary. And also, um, Mr. Pittori, Phil Pittori's brother is yeah. in it as well. But yes, she spells his name wrong, I'm pretty yes. sure. Yeah, Pittori. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the Whatever the ethnic Italian name is, right? <laughs> like, so. <laughs> right. Right, right, you know, back then. So, um, so, I mean, is there anything else you'd like guys like to say, like, Jim, you, you, you were on the job and then you were off, you were, you were off at boot camp like a, a couple well, months later. Yeah, right? I, after the, I just got the job before the first explosion. And then within a month after the second explosion, I, I was drafted. 
I was going, I was out of here. Yeah. So, so I, when could, I came back, I came back, got my old job back, and I went. I spent hey, got 40, your old 40, job back. Forty-eight <laughs> years, uh, uh, working for him. And you just retired two years ago. Congratulations, yeah. by the way. I'm, I'm sure you would not want to be working through this right now. What <laughs> we're going through right now. Um, uh, let me bring up a point that would be perhaps very interesting, and hopefully Jim, you'll comment on it. Mary Wilson died this past week. Yeah. yeah Why don't you share your, if you wouldn't mind, uh, Sheriff, a little bit of your meeting with <laughs> Mary uh, Wilson. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. Mary w Wilson from the Supremes. Yes. She, she just died oh. the other day. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, the story I told was I got this job when I was 16 over the Playhouse Inn as a, as a bellhop. And I'd go in early, seven o'clock in the morning on the weekends, and I'd sweep the floor in the dining room and they didn't serve breakfast in there, but except to the guests, they only had like 16 rooms. So, uh, uh, you know, uh, there was no place to stay in this area. I mean, the Lambert house had, had one bathroom for floor, if you can imagine that. And uh, so the, she stayed at the Playhouse Inn. It's like a lot of the local people that were appearing at the Playhouse and at the music circus would stay there. The music circus had a lot of musical groups. So uh, Mary Wilson stayed there and I'm out there sweeping the floor in the dining room. And she said, hey, uh, come over here and sit down with me while I have breakfast, you know? And so, uh, so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I sit down to eat with, while she's eating her breakfast, you know, here I am, I'm 16 years old and here's one of the major stars at the table with me, you know? And she's asking me, you know, where, where I live and where I go to school and all that kind of stuff. And of course, I, I couldn't say anything, you know, I was like tongue-tied, you know, <laughs> but uh, and she was beautiful too. She was very beautiful. And, uh, and uh, so, you know, of course, like, uh, you know, then that Monday I go to school and the kids, my friends would say, you know, like, yeah, what, what, so what'd you do for the, over the weekend, I said, "Well, I had breakfast with Mary Wilson of the Supremes, you know." And you know, they, they nobody believed that, you know. Yeah. They all call Prove me a liar. Prove yeah. it. Show us your selfie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Barry Barry Gordy used the Lambertville Music Circus as his test for the for the Supremes to see if they could become more of a um, changeover group between the uh, different the white and the black audiences. And so um, he was very happy with the response they got at the Lambertville Music Circus and gave you an experience you're forever going to remember. Yeah, I, I, I was 1965. Right. I got a picture of her. So, and, and by the way, the historical, a plug for the historicals. Is that, so this is her. Yeah. yeah. So a yeah. plug for the Historical Society coming up. They're, they're going to be hosting a, uh, a Zoom uh, on the Music Circus, I think, at the end of the month. But yeah. I also uh, just changing the subject briefly. I also want, so I have the view here of York Street and 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 Franklin. And, and is this pretty much? I'm looking west towards uh, the canal. Yeah. Um, is this pretty much where um, it's happening? Like right in, in in this vicinity. Here's the Animal Hospital straight ahead, right yeah. there. Is this yeah. pretty much where we're talking about? Well, the house would have, the first house would be over here behind that picket fence. That's where the first house first went this down. This one right here. Yeah. yeah. And then the next one was across the street, Franklin Street. Yep. Uh, this is York. So yeah. Nice. Then, then there you go. It's over in that corner. Whoop, oh, whoop. wow. Other way. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, right. This, this right there. Right, right there where the 
fences. Yep, uh, that yep. would be the other house. And their doorway were right there on that side of the street where they were going in and out. Got it. I remember right. See, so, what happened was the people, the, the, everybody went to that second house and they were making coffee for the firemen and stuff. And the girls were bringing it out and giving it to these guys. And that's when that, it happened. They figured one of those little appliances was all took, you know, that's probably ignited the gas that had built up in the cellar. And that's what took the house down. And so, you, you know, there's a big controversy, obviously, with Penn East. And, and this, oh, was, yeah. this article was posted on February 3rd on the date, on the exact date. And there was a comment. I think so, I think the moderator deleted it because they delete it when there's a lot of vitriolic comments. And, <laughs> and I think I think so, someone was like, well, this is why we shouldn't have to rely on pipelines anymore. Uh, you know, Jim, you noted the difference between federal and, and, and state. Um, you know, I, you, you would hope the technology is better today, right? Oh, like, sure it is. Yeah. You no. Know, so just to lay any concerns, because I, I don't want people to watch this and say like, like, oh, I'm on the phone. Like, is my pipe safe? Like, oh, I, yeah. I, would, I would I would wonder, but still, like, there's there's obviously still controversy, but <laughs> I, would, I would say it's probably safe to say it's safer. I'm but, sure, uh, yeah. There, there was a lot of uh, laws passed and as investigations and all that after that explosion. So I'm sure yeah. everything tightened up locally you know but we we had another we had another incident and that actually occurred up here on quarry street uh uh back a couple of years not many just as rock creek woods was was beginning to fill up with people right. a tree came down from a storm and took out one of the high tension lines or right. lines and it came down and then the next thing in the middle of the night next thing you know the guys from the fire company and rick anthony's were cutting up the, the lines, uh, the uh, the trees to get them out of the road. That's not the story. The story was I smell gas in my basement and I don't have gas. So I went to see what, what it was. And uh, it wasn't, I thought, well, maybe I left my grill on because there's odor and coming out of that too, which I didn't, thank God. So I called Paul Krantz, who was the um, charge of the public works department. And Paul said, well, Texas Eastern, when they balance something, they sometimes let out gas. And if they do so, they always call me. So he came down and he said, oh, no, uh-oh, that, that's something else. So, uh, and so he ran back and called the gas company. And when I had to drop my wife off to work. And when I came home, the place was surrounded with trucks. What had happened was that high tension line had fallen down when it was hot and it went through down. the asphalt and heated up the stones that were around the, the I guess it's what plastic pipe they use today. Well, it uh, depends, I, cities do, yeah. Yeah, the cities do, it was yeah. a, it's, it's a polymer sort of pipe. Yeah. And the stones got so hot that they ate through or melted through to the gas and it was coming out that, that hole in the ground. And so these guys with the chainsaw could have set it off. Thank God what had happened was apparently they have uh, circuit breakers, I say fuses, whatever, on these power lines. So that when they get a, they know the, that detects a big drop in power, uh, it'll shut it down. And that's what it did. Otherwise, that would have been still sparking down there because it was the end of the power line was sparking and so the later that day paul crunch came down and i got a picture for him with his his fist in the hole where the gas was with a um, 
the last one of my Polaroid camera. And so he has that as a souvenir. But that could have been really bad at that time, particularly either with the chainsaw or the people who pushed the, the barricades aside and drove out to go to work from the cars. So again, oh, yeah. we were very lucky. Oh, yeah. um, and that was Paul Kronz's quick action got the gas company down here. And I guess we should be thankful for him again, one of those things where people weren't hurt and, and that was a great thing. So go ahead, go ahead, Jim. Well, about uh, I don't know, 25 years ago, I guess, we were talking about the gas explosion at work, you know, and uh, I, I was talking about it and I, I realized that nobody knew what I was talking about because most of the guys were younger and they hadn't, they weren't around when it happened. So I, I got a lot of the old beacons in the local newspapers and copied them all and I did a program on safety, a safety program we used to do once a month. So I, I did a program on it. That's why I have a lot of the, uh, a lot of the uh, newspapers I copied. I, this, there's the, this is the New Hope Gazette and from that day. And uh, so I copied all of them and had, we had, I get a program about it. But that was 25 years ago and it was a big event for me, but nobody else at the, at the time even was around when it happened. People well, have short memories, unfortunately. Yeah. 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 But this seemed to be one that stuck around a little bit yeah. too long. Yeah. Nationally. Well, well, I hope we can do this again. Uh, I'm going to share this with Mike uh, at the Historical Society and hope uh, that it spreads and that other people watch it. And, and, and I also want to promote their event that they're happening on the musical circus that you guys uh, mentioned up there on Music Mountain uh, so people can check it out. And again, uh, my name is Steve Chernowski, and this is Tap Into You, a new podcast on regional issues brought to you by Tap Into Flemington Raritan, your neighborhood news online. I've been joined by John Henchek of Lambertville and Jim Walker of Ringos. Gentlemen, thank you very much for spending some time with us here today. Thank you. Stay Thanks. safe. Thanks, Steve. You too.